It's a Panthers pre-game podcast, and it's just the two of us tonight. Joining me, John O'Bullard, former Panthers netminder, Dan Green with Chris away on GB duty, and Ken, I think, hobnobbing somewhere as usual. So just us two, mate. I know, it's just like commentary, isn't it? That's fine. Yeah, no, we, we've done it before. We, we kind of did a bit of a two-man two man podcast after the game, didn't we, on Saturday for all the bit? did before, until, until everyone joined us, but... Yeah, what a great place to start. We'll start with a three-point weekend. And, and we've just been talking before we started recording that they've been a long time coming because there was that great performance against Sheffield. Uh, Coventry on Saturday night, another great performance coming from two down. Could have won it in overtime, bar the width of a post. Uh, and then a fabulous victory in Coventry on Sunday. And, you know... I, all of a sudden, the scene, the place seems a lot happier. Yeah, I, th- I think you know. Obviously, even though it, it was an away game, like when when that result came through, I think you could you could just feel that relief. You know, like you said, it's not been a lack of performances or a lack of effort, but you know, at the end of the day, you have to get that you know that that win over the line. And I think it just yeah, just a massive sigh of relief. And I think hopefully now. Uh, the guys can build on it. But, you know, obviously, like you said, it, it's been coming for a while. It's it's not been for a lack of effort. And, yeah, they were they were really good against Sheffield, went into Manchester and didn't win. But, you know, again, put in a good effort. And then, so that's kind of four really solid performances in a row. And uh, like you said, coming out with three points at the weekend, I think you would have definitely taken that before the weekend. So, yeah, hopefully everybody's happy. And then, you know, onwards to next weekend. I, we have been, well, uh, the performances, two down against Sheffield, two down against Coventry on Saturday, two down against Coventry on Sunday. And the team has managed to battle back every time, uh, drawing level against Sheffield, going ahead against Coventry on Saturday, and then after going two behind so early on Sunday, scoring six unanswered. Yeah, I, I think it just shows the... Um the kind of the fight and the determination of the boys were, you know, obviously for, for a lot of this season, things have been against them and, you know, it's, it's it's obviously not been going, you know, to plan the last kind of, you know, month or so points wise, but yeah, you know, every time lately they've gone behind that they've battled back. And, and I think that's something that, that if we're honest, we probably wouldn't have said a month ago, you know, there were some games where, you know, we went a couple behind and it, and it just kind of crumbled a bit in front of us, but, yeah, the last kind of two or three weeks, like you said, in almost every game at some point we've been behind, but we've just battled back. You know, the um, the crowd noise Saturday was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I think that really spurred the team on. And, and yeah, it just seems every game, you know, recently, we've either come up a little bit short, but played really well, or we've, we've battled back and got some points. So, um, you know, and hopefully with some guys coming back from injury, it looks very positive for the kind of next few weeks. Mm-hmm. We went in depth into Saturday's game in in the post game podcast. So uh, on all good podcast providers and on the Panthers website, if you haven't heard that yet. Uh, but Sunday's game, and uh, I had the pleasure of tweeting that for 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 the Panthers Twitter Stroke X account, whatever it's called now. Yeah, and I no sooner like got halfway through a tweet at the start of that game than 
another goal was scored. So I sort of, I was, in the end, I had stacked three tweets on top of each other. <laughs> I just sent it out. It's like there's been three goals. You know, it was, yeah, it was, it was eighty two seconds, three goals from the opening puck drop. You don't see that too often, do you? And, and the fact. I think the the fact for me is that we went two behind so so quickly, but then to get a goal back almost straight away, I think that was a, a big momentum shift uh, and a big factor to why why we won on Sunday. Yeah, I, I always say um, it, it's kind of similar. I think for teams coming into our rink, it's um, you know Coventry is a very momentum rink. Like I mean, I've been there so many times where we get scored on and the the. the although they have a lot smaller arena and, you know, less fans because they just can't, you know, obviously get the amount in the noise in that rink. It's a, it's a very intimidating place. And, you know, to go down too early, I'm sure that the noise was incredible. And obviously their team would have had their, had their backs up and, and everything. But yeah, I think that's the key. It's if, if it had been sort of two nil at the end of the period, you know, then it becomes quite tough. But if you can get one back, I mean, obviously we got three back, but if you can even get one back straight away, it really just kills that momentum and kind of brings you back into it. So I always think it's the same. You know, anytime you do go a couple behind or a few behind, you have to get one almost immediately. And it just puts that seed of doubt in the other team. So, yeah, I think, you know, again, it wasn't one of those where we let in two and then we got a bit, you know, shaky and gripped the sticks and, a bit nervous and maybe went three behind. We, we just got right back at it and, and obviously got them back straight away. So again, you know, very encouraging signs. The the other thing as well was uh, we, we've been relying a lot on Otto Nieminen and Hugo Wah for, for our goals and points over the past couple of weeks. Neither of them got on the score sheet on Sunday. We talked on commentary, I think, before the game on Saturday about secondary scoring. And that really came to the fore on Sunday evening. Alexander Lundqvist scoring that first goal. Uh, and a couple for Felix Pare as well. His first two goals for the Panthers. The first one, a little fortunate, took a deflection off him and uh, went in the corner. But the second one was a, a beautiful goal into the roof of the net after a fabulous feed from Joe Azeldine. Yeah, uh, and I think you sort of nailed it there. You know, secondary score and you look at, you know, any good team in, in, in any league of hockey. And, you know, yeah, you sort of have your standout players, but you can't do it with just one line or just a couple of forwards scoring a lot of points. You know, you need that contribution from everybody. So, you know, we all know probably, you know, War and, and Nieminen and, and Matthew LeMay are, are probably going to be our three, you know, main goal threats. They have been all year and I'm sure they'll continue to be, but you need those other guys chipping in and, you know, Oli Betridge is normally so good at that. Obviously, he's been out the lineup for a while, but, you know, Weston Michaud had, you know, some assists in that game. And yeah, exactly. It, it can't be the same guys every night because you just, you know, you can't really win that way. Those guys won't be able to do it night in, night out. But I think now, if, if a few more guys can kind of get that spark near the end of the season and really start to contribute, you know, the, the sort of two or three guys we mentioned could you know, have the odd night off or, you know, if, if they're not feeling it, we, we can still get goals from uh, from other areas. And then after that sort of nine and a, nine and a half minutes, the, the scoring stopped until well into the third period. Coventry had a lot of opportunities to, to come back, a lot of great chances, but fair play to Mike Robinson. He had a great game in there. 
yeah, I was kind of looking at the shots and uh, I think it was something like 12-5 to, to Coventry in the second period and Coventry outshot us overall. But exactly that, you know, all the goals um, kind of got dished out in the first period and I'm sure both coaches sort of settled the troops after the first. And like you said, then there wasn't any scoring for quite a while. But yeah, I think again, in, in that rink, you know, when Coventry get on top, they're really hard to, to contain in there. And yeah, Mike Robinson, obviously in, in that second period, quite heavily outshot. And um, he stood on his head and really gave us a chance in that third period. As soon as that fourth one went in, you kind of thought that was probably going to be enough. But that was only because Mike had kind of, you know, shut the door for the second period. So yeah, I mean, he hasn't played for a couple of weeks. And yeah, he comes in with a, with a really big win on the road. Yeah, it was uh, 39 shots to 30 overall. So Mike Robinson, 37 saves on the night. Uh, and considering that the first two shots went past him, he, he's then perfect for the rest of the game. And that you will know that can have a, a really negative effect on the net mind. But to have the mental strength to, to have two go past you in the first minute and then not let another one in for the rest of the game, that's really, really good net minding. Yeah, it's always, you know, you always say it with a goalie, you know, you, you definitely want to save your first shot. You know, you, you want to get a feel of the puck, get your confidence up a little bit. So so to let, you know, obviously, especially because he hasn't played for a bit and the way things have been going, to let in your first two shots in under a minute, you know, it, it can be really, you know, like I've said, especially with that crowd in that rink. So obviously credit to the boys getting him the goals back straight away to kind of even things out. But no, it's... um it can definitely be a little bit unnerving to kind of maybe struggle at the start, you know, even though the goals weren't his fault, just to, you know, sort of feel two pucks go past you straight away can be tough. But no, he obviously bounced back really well and, and literally shut the door the rest of the way. Another incident uh, at 50 minutes 14 in the third period where Alicio Luciani or the Blazer Luciani, as I think I was <laughs> calling him on, on Saturday night, uh, he deflected the puck into the net with his his glove. Um, it was waved off straight away by the officials. They went and reviewed it, and it was called no goal. And from that point, the Panthers really seemed to take the momentum of that because that would have brought it back to 3-3 if the goal had been given. You then have a, a situation where the goal is wiped out and the, and the Panthers seem to really take a boost from that. Yeah, I, th I think that's always a good kind of wake-up call, really. You know, obviously, Panthers were playing well. They're winning. It's late on. You see that goal go against you, and it can be deflating. And again, going back to that Coventry crowd, you know, they would have been well up for it as soon as that goal went in. And then to kind of get that waved off, it's a big deflator for them. But it just wakes you up thinking, God, you know, a second ago, we were winning, and we were, you know, whisker away from being tied. So... I don't know how long it was after that was waved off that we obviously then scored the fourth goal. But yeah, exactly that. I think it it sort of came at a good time. It, it woke the boys up and gave them a bit of a jolt. And then, you know, from then on, the last 10 minutes, they were obviously excellent. Yeah, three minutes and 12 seconds later, it was that Weston Michaud with a wraparound uh, puck just going over the line. It was given as a goal on the ice by the officials. They went and reviewed it and they the decision was upheld. So uh, Western Misho making it 4-2 at that point. Another assist for Joe Hazel, Hazeldine and Alexander Lunqua. And then Blaze had a power play. They lifted uh, Taron Cozen for the extra skater. 
But as the power play came to an end, uh, Diedrich Hembrandt with a lovely move found Matthew LeMay and he wasn't going to miss the empty net. And that pretty much sealed it for the Panthers. But there was time for one more as Alexander Lundqua took a great pass, went clear again, uh, used uh, Logan Nielsen as the foil and fired it into the top corner to make it 6-2. And I think it was good for for the boys that they got such an emphatic win in the end. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, I think Coventry will probably feel that, you know, 6-2 maybe looks a bit harsh on them. You know, obviously 4-2 and then an empty netter and, you know, 4-2 might have been a little bit of a, a fairer score. But no, I think, you know, they've been looking for that win for so long and they would have taken any type of win, obviously. But, you know, to go in there, score six, it's just such a confidence boost. You know, Lunkwa, Pare, LeMay, Michaud, those guys all getting goals. It will do wonders for them, you know, individually. And, you know, it was probably nice for those last few minutes just to know you were going to win and just see those last three or four minutes out, you know, knowing you're up by sort of three or four goals and um, just kind of cruising that last bit to a win. So, yeah, it was, it was probably a really nice, calm final five minutes, which you, which you can't say uh, they've had too many of this year. The the other thing I, I want I want to point out as well is that the fantastic travelling support and the, you mentioned earlier how loud it was in the building on Saturday night. There was a big travelling support went down to Coventry on Sunday. They were loud all game, and to see the reaction after the win, after the goal, late goals. It was just great. It was great for everyone in the organisation, the players, the on and off ice staff to get that win, but especially for the fans in attendance. And, you know, Sophie put a few videos on social media after the game had finished on Sunday of the the fans out celebrating and, uh, you know, by the coach wanting to congratulate the players. And it, it just gives everyone such a huge lift. Yeah, I think obviously everybody's been through so much, you know, on and off the ice this year. And I, I think it's just testament to the players. You know, it's I think if we were normally in this position in the league, you know, it'd be kind of looking really tough. But <clears throat> with what they've been through and just the way they've battled lately, you know, they had all those injuries after Christmas and so many good performances that that didn't reward them with any points. And, you know, to finally get that that win is not only the, the players deserve it, but the fans deserve it because, you know, they've been watching game in, game out when, when the boys haven't been winning. And, you know, I think everybody just hopes now that that is just a springboard and whatever happens for the rest of the season, it will just be really competitive and hopefully we can just go on a bit of a run here and, you know, put some wins together. So, yeah, massive sigh of relief. Obviously, Jonathan, you know, seemed really, really happy in his interview. The, the boys are obviously happy, but I just think for the fans who have obviously been through a lot this year and, you know, not seen what they used to in terms of lots of good results, but they've obviously stuck with us. And yeah, it was just, it was just a big reward for everybody, really. And, and looking at putting a run together, we'll, we'll, we'll look forward to the weekend. Panthers travel to Kakadi to play the Five Flyers on Saturday. That's a, a 7.15 face-off and then back at the Motor Point Arena on Sunday against the Glasgow clan with a four o'clock face-off. So a tough travel weekend, but I think we'll feel that those games are certainly winnable, considering that the last time Panthers were, were at five, they, they won the game. That was their, their last win uh, before Sunday. 
And then if you remember the last time that Glasgow clan were in town a, a few weeks ago, we were 3-0 up against them, but finally succumbed 6-3, unfortunately. But, you know, I think Panthers will feel they can win both of those games. Absolutely. I think, yeah, you know, and obviously, you know, no disrespect to, to either of those teams, but, you know, coming off a whim, you see those two fixtures. Like you said, it's it's a long travel day up to five. A bit like Coventry is a tough building to, to, to go and, you know, perform in and win in. But, yeah, I, I think they will be looking that, you know, if we want to catch up some points in some places, that's four points where we really can't drop any. You know, like you said, coming back home on Sunday against Glasgow, didn't get the result last time out against them, but again, played pretty well for, you know, two, two, two plus periods against them. So, yeah, I mean, I I, I would, you know, I don't want to say expect it, but I, I think they'll be looking and thinking this is a four point weekend. If we perform as we should, there's no reason we can't get maximum points. Yeah. And I, I suppose that, the the only sort of fly in the ointment is probably that travel. They'll they'll be back quite early in the morning on on Sunday, and then a four o'clock face off. But I mean, in this league, I suppose you're used to it. I mean, you you did it a lot of time. How yeah. how is that doing doing that? It, it is tough with the early face off on the Sunday. Um, but you know, you could look at it the other way and say. Glasgow are at home on the Saturday and then they're going to have to play at home but then leave at 7am to get down, you know, for the game. So we travel late overnight, but they have to travel all day on the Sunday. So it's, I think it swings around about, at least we're coming back to our crowd, our ice. It makes it a bit easier, but yeah, they'll, they'll want to get out of Fife, you know, as soon as they can on, on Saturday, straight back on the bus and, and get back. And it, and it is tough, you know, it's, that that travels, it's it's a long bus ride, and then you know not much sleep, and then play the next day. But like you said, at this point in the season, they've done it enough times, and you know I think it's it's almost tougher on Glasgow having to come down sort of early morning on the Sunday. So yeah, we'll see. But again, I th- I think it's it's four points really up for grabs there, and you know I think if they, if they can get that, they will um, have have really sort of officially turned the ship around. Mm. And you know just a. A quick look at the table. Panthers still in 10th place. Four points behind the five Flyers with five games in hand. Uh, Seven points behind the Glasgow clan, who are eighth, uh, with three games in hand. So it's like you say, four points are are going to be massive in what you would describe in football terms as four-pointer games, considering who we're playing this weekend. Yeah, just funny the way it's fallen with, you know, the two games being the two teams above us. But absolutely, you know, I I think that, I don't want to say one's more important, but, you know, that game Sunday against Glasgow really is that four-pointer because, you know, if you lose to them, obviously there's two more points. You know, you've still got the games in hand, but that's two more points. Whereas if we beat them, you've still got the games in hand and we're too closer to them. So, um yeah, you know, both massive, massive games. But, you know, basically now whoever's in eighth position, we're, we're, we're trying to hunt down and that's Glasgow. So, um, you know, it was a big game last time that they came in here. But I think now because they've kind of dropped a few games, they've slipped down into eighth. They're kind of the team on the radar to uh, to try and track down. So, yeah, it, um, it kind of tees it up for a really, really big one Sunday. Mm-hmm. 
But away from the Motor Point Arena, of course, this weekend, it sees Great Britain go into Olympic Games qualifying competition in Cardiff. They'll be playing Romania, China and Serbia. Uh, they start against China at 8 o'clock on Thursday and then Serbia at 7 o'clock on Saturday, um, Romania at 7 o'clock on Sunday. Those games are available on webcast. Go to the Isoki UK website for all details. I believe it's £40 for all six games on webcast, which is a decent price, but of course there are tickets available for all games, I believe, so get to Cardiff if you can if you're in the area and uh, support the GB boys but you know big tournament they they they've got to finish top and if they do they qualify for the next stage which is the final qualifying for the Olympic Games and it's going to be a tough ask but how how big would it be for Great Britain to go to the Olympics cool yeah I mean you know you think it's big then make it pool A you know the last well you know three of the last four years it's, it's been incredible but I mean, yeah, if they if they could make the Olympics, it would put it on an absolutely, you know, another sort of level of um, publicity and just, yeah, everything really. So, yeah, you know, like you said, hopefully they'll they'll pack out, um, you know, Cardiff Shrink this weekend. Um, again, you would expect if they play the way they should, hopefully they'll go through. Um, and then I always say to Chris, I think it will be really interesting because obviously the next qualifying round is sort of like in August. Mm. So it's almost before the Elite League season starts next year. So um, it'll be it'll be a, a bit different for those boys. You know, they'll they'll have to be kind of you know in shape. You know, after after our tournament finishes this year in May, and then they'll be probably playing again, hopefully in August. So it's uh, going to be a b- bit of a quick turnaround. But um, no, it's, it, I'm sure all the games will be you know exciting. All of sort of GB's best talent. On show, there's obviously you know a few guys missing through injury, but yeah, it should be a really good tournament. I'm I'm really interested to kind of follow it, and then yeah, hopefully they can make it. And if they can make it, I don't know if there's a chance if they could host it in August. Maybe not because I we just don't think that... they can because of, of no. ranking. So okay, so yeah, but you know whoever if Touchwood if they get through. It will be, you know, that tournament in August, I think it is, will, will be amazing. Uh, I'm sure they'll have a massive support wherever it is. So, so yeah, hopefully they can get it done this weekend. Obviously, a shame with, obviously, Ollie being out. Um, we don't have a representative. It will be interesting, though, to see the sort of lineups for teams like Cardiff, Belfast, Sheffield, with obviously so many of their players missing. I think yeah. Belfast said they might be missing up to nine players. Yes, because, because they, 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 Daniel Tedesco has yeah. gone to play for Italy. Uh, so he's gone for, to play for um, yeah. for Japan, as well as their GB representatives with Jackson Whistle, Ben Lake, um, Davey. So Davey Phillips in there as well. So yeah, they're going to they've got they're, a couple of injuries, I think, as well. So yeah, and I mean, Cardiff, obviously, they weren't at five. Feet. Five missing for Cardiff, I think a similar amount for Sheffield. So yeah, they're, they're, they're going to be bodies down for the for their for their games at the weekend. Yeah, I haven't really looked ahead at all the matches, but yeah, it'll it'll be. But no, yeah, sorry to go off 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 topic a bit there, but it'll be really interesting. Obviously, we all hope GB win. You know, I'm I'm sure they will. Um, but it'll be really interesting to see how it affects the um how it affects the elite league games as well. Um, mm. so yeah, very interesting weekend coming up. And what it has allowed is is a lot of the 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 players who 
came in last season. The likes of Sam Ruop, who have gone elsewhere. Nathaniel Halbert, who used to play for the Blaze, of course. Uh, Brett Pellini, who's playing in Germany this season. Liam Kirk, who's who's playing in Czechia. Kay Nielsen coming over. So, you know, a strong, strong lineup for GB. Yeah, you know, and obviously a, f- a few injured guys um, and maybe also a few guys that maybe aren't playing, but, you know, maybe in the World Championships they will play um, that maybe couldn't get here this time for whatever reason. But, yeah, I mean, like you said, all of those guys, it's great to see them when they come back. You know, the likes of Brett Pellini, obviously he was a massive hit here. Um, and, you know, yeah, the likes of Halbert, Ruop, just kind of bringing them all back from you know, when they got gold at the World Championships. So, yeah, it should be um, it should be really good. And I'm sure the GB fans will be really excited to uh, to see some of those guys on show. Yeah. And, and and one last thing with with GB, it's also good for them to sort of get a tournament under their belts and a few games under their belts prior to the World Championships as well. Yeah, I mean, often they'll have a little break, won't they? Of, of you know, and, and GB will have a few games, just like a little sort of exhibition tournament or, or whatever. But no, absolutely. Like, you know, those guys really, considering they're in Pool A, the season normally finishes, they have like two or three f- exhibition games and that's it, you know. But like you said, they'll get kind of a full week together, three games, um, and then they'll be back for sort of the the, the pre-tournament exhibition games sort of in, um, you know, after our season concludes. So, yeah, I think it's, you know, as long as GB perform, obviously, and, 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 and finish top, I think it'll be really beneficial for their world championships. Well, I think we will leave it there for this pre-game podcast. Good luck to Pete Russell and the GB boys over the weekend. And you can join us uh, at the Motorpoint Arena on Sunday as we take on the Glasgow clan. Of course, Fife away on Saturday night. You can see that on the Flyers TV webcast. And we will join you for a post-game podcast, no doubt, after the game against Glasgow. But uh, thanks to Dan and thanks for coming on and joining me otherwise it would have been uh, it's been very yeah i couldn't have let you just talk to yourself for half an hour could i (laughs) it's happened before uh yeah but thanks a lot thank you to you for listening and we'll speak to you again soon on the panthers podcast take care